following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 98 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. This is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you brand new episodes every Monday for free uh, right here on this very feed. If you already aren't, go follow us on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, uh, as well as we also do a uh, Patreon. We have a weekly movie review in the form of Scrump and Stang's Family Video, which of course we'll have a brand new episode this week. And then uh, we just started a new bi-weekly series called uh, Scrump and Stang's Detective Agency. Our first episode uh, dropped last week. It was on the Mothman. Um, very fun episode. We brought uh, Money Met Nicks, you know, f- a friend of the show, past guest on the show. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of Dave and I wanted to approach, you know, a lot of these uh, unsolved murders or even solve the murders and just talk about all this like weird crazy shit that uh you know you see about it, like on youtube when you're in a youtube wormhole at like three in the morning um but dave uh you know speaking of staying up to like three in the morning to watch something uh i stayed up to watch loki the, the first episode of this loki tv show um admittedly i think it was it might have been for the both both of us like we kind of talked about it like initially it wasn't the one show we were the most excited about um like i i mean i I won't speak for you but i know for me personally it was it was definitely just one of those shows where i was like oh okay i guess like i i i guess this is what we're doing because it did kind of just feel like a crash a cash grab at first you know it was like well we've we've told loki's story i thought it ended beautifully with um those opening minutes of infinity war which is still like one of the most fucked up openings to a movie that i can think of but i was captivated with this first episode like it was it i i just i didn't anticipate any of it and i thought it was just wonderful it was beautiful seeing loki like relive you know like the death of his mother and then his own death and kind of just coming to terms with like this this is my destiny this is what it like is going to happen and is always going to happen and i have zero saying it like as much as he is you know this all-powerful being a god amongst men um can't do anything about like fate and yeah i don't know it was just it was also one of those uh like instances in which something is about an hour you know hour plus in, in length and barely noticed it you know, by the time yeah. it finished, it, I was just like, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's going on? And yeah, I just, I had no idea it was already coming, you know, it was already done. But like, how, how did you feel about this first episode of Loki? So like, we're, we're real, really big fans of Loki in the house, especially like uh, my wife and my mother-in-law super love Loki. And, and, you know, initially I did not like him in Avengers 1. I was like, this is, what a lame, you know. Especially when you're thinking about Thanos, you're like, we get Loki. And, you know, when I was younger and I was more of a DC guy, but even when I was reading like Marvel books, like Thor always seemed like the corniest character to me. So, um, you know, at first I didn't like him. He grew on me over, you know, the course of all his appearances in the Marvel Universe. I, I always think like, you know, he's the God of mischief, but like, he does have an interesting story to tell. I mean, in the end, 
all he wanted was like the love of Odin. You know what I mean? He wanted to be treated equal, which funny enough, you know, they, they show, uh, I think they're in Italy in like the 1500s and some guy's stabbing someone and the little kid points to the devil with the horns. I mean, like the story of, of the devil is very similar to Loki. He just, he wanted to be equals, you know, that was his, his big sin. Um, I will say like some of my favorite parts of Loki as a character, um, like they did a really good job in Ragnarok. Um, one of my favorite scenes in all of the whole Marvel cinematic universe is the quiet moments between him and Thor as they're in an elevator and they're just, there's no pretense. They're just being honest with each other. And Thor says, I love you. You're my brother, but you know, I, I would love to fight side by side for you, but let's be honest, we we diverged paths a long time ago. And then you see through like the subtle great acting of uh, Tom Hiddleston, he just he looks sad, like oh wow, he really had this epiphany, like oh he does love me as a brother, and I've been a shit this whole time. And so you, you get that in this because like this Loki has not had the growth of the Loki we've come to lo- know and love. And he's sitting there and, you know, he's all blustery. He's got that preset line of, you know, I'm burdened with glorious purpose. And he's watching the predetermined events of his life. And he's like, holy shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? He has that quiet moment of resignation. And uh, I don't know. I I think this show is going to be really interesting. And uh, I don't know. about Well, I do know about you. You like I like that we're starting to see more of the cosmic and more of the supernatural elements of the Marvel universe. I know you're a huge Stephen Strange fan. And so like between this and, you know, the Dr. Strange multiverse of madness, we're going to start seeing some of these higher concepts, you know, abstract ideas uh, play out on screen. And like, this is, you know, between WandaVision and this, these are the first uh, stepping stones toward that. So, yeah, I was excited. And again, like you, I looked up and I was like, oh, it's done. Like I wanted so much more. And, you know, the best shows do that for you. So uh, I I can't wait to see what's next. What's well, funny because like um, you watch. So I, there was an interview with the director where, or, you know, with the writer of the show um, where he was talking about like that the little video of like the the multiverse video uh, at the beginning they're like it is probably the most important thing throughout the entire show and yes. you know it's like they talk about this uh you know um what is it called a um multiverse war which yes. was you're just like huh like what's uh what's going on here and i'm just i'm i'm excited because like they're they're so there's rumors of this next avengers movie um revolving around uh what the fuck is it called um secret wars it was a more a more recent comic a 2015 comic called secret wars yep. that was essentially used to bring together all the multiverses for those of you unaware like in comic books there there tends to be different like multiverses going on yeah like you'll have the regular marvel i think it's the 613 universe you've got the ultimate universe there's different versions of things that play out differently uh so like peter parker's not always spider-man in every universe exactly and so what they did with this comic book was they used it to sort of collapse all of them in on each other 
you know um and I th- I think this is how they're going to bring in the mutants because if you think about yes. it, like there are so many mutants, you know, as far as like the X Men go, that you can't you can't just you can't just say, oh yeah, Apocalypse has always just been there, Wolverine's right. always just been there, like all these right. like, oh shit, you know what? There there is this school in upstate New York that's just always existed, and we've just forgotten to talk about it. Like no, there. You can't just like gloss over that, and that has. Which, by the way, they've done that a couple times, and people are like, "What the fuck? Where was Captain Marvel?" Or they're bringing up the Eternals, and like, "Where were the Eternals?" You know, like you can only do that so many times before people are like, "All right, figure this shit out." Yeah, and you know, there's like another thing specifically with this with with Marvel that I want to get in. As happy as I was with Marvel, I'm very upset with them for one other thing, but um. I think this is how they're going to bring everyone in, and I'm excited because, like, it's finally you finally have all the toys to play with, you know. And it's just so because the possibilities are endless. Like, you could, if you know, if they're doing a multiverse thing, you could fucking go to, you know, the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. You could bring back Nicolas Cage as, uh, you know, as Johnny Storm or Johnny Blaze, because why not? What you you can just do it for a one off, and then you know, do your own thing. You can have Chris Evans as Johnny uh, Johnny Storm fighting Captain America. You know, oh, like it's it's. Can you those, imagine? It's great. <laughs> I'm just I'm excited to see what they what they do with that. And um, you know, I was listening to uh, MCU later. Our, our friends over at Post Wrestling, uh, WH Park and Wei Ting, they they do a review of it. And Wei was talking about the writer of this show, um, Kevin Feige, was so impressed with his work that. Uh, upon like finishing the show he was he was the one who went and wrote uh dr strange when um scott derrickson the original director um walked away from the project due to creative differences they brought uh i I believe the writer's name is michael waldron um i'm pretty sure that's his name um excuse me if i'm forgetting you know it's the wrong name but they brought him on board and he you know rewrote the movie they were so happy with that that he then went on to um, he's he's been tasked with writing Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie like for you know some people forgot but uh, Kevin Feige is doing a Star Wars movie um, and so yeah so that you know that's pretty fun it's pretty exciting as well as uh, the, the writer Michael Waldron he's also uh, the one who wrote the there's this up there's this wrestling TV show coming out um, called uh, Heels. It's with like Stephen Amell. I know CM Punk is in it, and apparently he wrote that because again in an interview he was like, "Well, I didn't really grow up with comics. I grew up with wrestling, and wrestling in the '80s was essentially just comics. You know, like your yeah. Macho Man, your Ultimate Warrior, things like that." It was essentially just that. So clearly, clearly the guy is a good writer. I mean, if if the first episode is any indication of it, um, very great writer. And so I'm just I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, the, the last bit of like comic book kind of stuff before we get into this week's interview, because it, it is a really fun interview that we have this week, yeah. um, is uh, Masters of the Universe. Um, Kevin Smith has been working on this Masters of the Universe Revelation TV show for like two, three years now, and yep. um, I mean, I'm I it, I'm someone that I never really cared for Masters of the Universe. It was a thing before my time. Um, 
and it was just like, oh, sure, you know, like I knew He-Man, Skeletor, like I, I knew the names and like I understood why people love them as loved, you know, those characters as much as they did. But I mean, again, just never really my thing. Um, they're dropping a new show on Netflix and they dropped the fucking cool ass trailer. Like, call me, call me Kota Ibushi at the Sears Center because I am all in. Like, this trailer just it looked so cool, and um, like, I, I'm just I am so much more in, I'm so much more interested uh, in this series way more than I was prior. Like, um, I know was Masters of the Universe something that you kind of watched as a kid, Dave? Oh man, I okay so. This is going to come as a shock to you, but I loved He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Like, I currently on my desk at home, I have a He-Man and Skeletor figure, <laughs> like from the new line that they're doing. So I, I love He-Man. I did not like this trailer at all. Really? Yeah, that's what that's what my best friend said to me. He's like, "Hey, yo, did you check that Masters of the Universe?" I was like, "Yeah, I didn't like it." He's like, "What?" I don't know. Like. <sighs> And I, I recognize this about myself. Like, I have certain blind spots to things, and I I don't want to be one of those old guys that's like, you can't make Ghostbusters with women. You know, I, I try hard not to be that guy. Um, and also, like, when people say, you ruined my childhood, no one's ruined your childhood. The, the thing that you loved is still somewhere, you know, restored and remastered in 4K for you to watch. Um there's there's something I don't like about this animation style. Um, and I, I hated the voices of Skeletor and Heeman. I know Skeletor is Mark Hamill and it'll probably grow on me. Um, but there's just something about, um, there's something about the old Skeletor voice that's like iconic and like, like if if they did like Batman the animated series and they swapped out Mark Hamill for someone else that had their own take on the voice, I don't think I would like it. And it's just I don't know. And I hate He Man's voice. Oh man, I don't like it. But um, I'm there. There was enough meat on that trailer that I I could tell where it's going is going to be good. And um, oh, also, I have one minor quibble. What is I it? hate that they I hate that they changed. He-Man's breastplate. Now, I know the Iron Cross has, like, weird connotations to a lot of people, so I, I get it, and I get that, they, you know, they've been kind of changing it to, they've been slowly changing it to that He-Man H on his chest. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a grumpy old man, I'm sorry, but, like, I, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, the other thing, like, I've been talking about this for years, and I guess they're going to be doing it with Batman the Animated Series, but, like, I always thought, like, it, like exactly what I'm doing right now. Whenever you hear someone complaining about an old property being reborn, they're like, it's not like I remember. Like with Transformers, they don't look like Generation 1 Transformers. And then Bumblebee comes out, and they look like the Generation 1 Transformers, and everyone's like, wow, this is dope. Like, in my head, I was like, oh, it would be cool if what Kevin Smith is doing is taking the old Masters of the Universe keeping the same art style and as much of the voice cast as possible. And then just like updating it to like, it's, it's better animation, but it looks like, you know, like Funimation He-Man and it's not happening. And every time they've tried to reboot He-Man, it's never lasted. 
you, you had like the new adventures of he-man you had uh master of the universe you know 2000 plus and it just doesn't stick for very long so i don't know i'm hoping this does good because like more he-man is great and especially if they tweak it so it's not so much of a you know male testosterone wank fest which is what he man is a is a testosterone boys power fantasy but uh if anyone could do it it's kevin smith i'll tell you that no i i mean and i i get what you mean because i i definitely like i was i, I was like i was sim- sort of in that boat last year when watching these like uh at the beginning of the pandemic um uh they rebooted digimon for me and kind of were just like hey this is what all these kids are up to now and like some of the english voices came back the animation style was definitely different and they used none of the english music and so it was one of those things where like it was different enough to where i was just like "Uh, like this isn't my that's not my digimon yeah that's not my digimon but i enjoyed it and I mean, and I, I think all your, you know, all your criticism of this is valid, but like, yeah. Kev, like Kevin Smith, he is someone who like, he doesn't he ever really have, he doesn't half ass whatever he does. Like yeah. say what you will about how you feel about it. But like, he is never someone who will go into a project and like, I don't know, like, I guess it is what it is. Like he never half ass, half asses it. So well, I'll just tell you if, if this is anything to judge how he feels about the project. He did a first listen to part of the soundtrack and the first iconic voice line of the, you know, I have the power. He did it live on the social media and was in tears. So like, I know that this guy loves He-Man as much as I did. And so here's the other thing too. While I do have my quibbles, if you're a fan of anything, especially like retro stuff, us old retro IP guys are the worst. I, and I acknowledge that fully because it's always like, that's mine. That was from my time and you don't get to do anything with it. A- anything that like takes the thing that you love and brings it back and then makes other people want to get into it. It's never a bad thing. So like, again, like did, if you didn't like the, the new Ghostbusters movie with the ladies, you know, fuck off. They put that brought some, that brought girls into it. They're like, you know, hey, this is not something I typically wouldn't watch. Cool, you know, or like even the the Michael Bay Transformers. I hate them, but there's a whole generation of people that only know those as Transformers, and they love it more than the old cartoon. And they're like, can we get some of this old cartoon stuff out of here so we can enjoy this new stuff? So like, if it's something you love and it's a new take, and if even if you don't like it and you think it's garbage, it's not everything's for you. Exactly. And, and like I and I realize that let other people enjoy stuff too. And you know, growing a fan base, growing a fandom, and growing people that appreciate the things you appreciated—it's never a bad thing. So like you know, let's not take it too seriously. And I I will watch the series for sure. So I'm not saying that, but got to complain about something sometimes. No, I feel you, Dave. Uh, we've been rambling on quite a bit now, um, yes. but I, we sh- we should get to our interview uh, this week. We had the pleasure of talking to our buddy Chris over from um, Main Event Candles. Uh, real awesome, real awesome dude. Like I, I, you hear me tell the story, you know, of how I discovered his company and stuff. But I just, I genuinely think what he and his company are doing is just—it's awesome. It's fun. It's unique. It's not something yeah. that like. 
it was not on my bingo card for 2021 of things I would encounter that like I love. And yeah, you know, awesome dude. It's kind of, it's fun hearing his thought process as far as what goes into like, uh, you know, the scent of a candle and like, um, assigning certain scents to people, kind of just things like that. And, you know, he's also, he's, he's a, a nerd just like us, you know, a wrestling nerd just like us. And, uh, yeah. I'm, oh, also can I interject too? You're going to hear many times over the course of this interview and you might roll your eyes at it cause you think we're, you know, we're doing about a bit of brown nosing, but like, I cannot tell you how good this candle smelled when as we were doing it. We had it lit. It's one of the best candles I've ever smelled in my life. And I kept bringing it up and I'm like, oh, God, this guy thinks I'm BSing him. But no, it's genuinely one of the best candles I've ever smelled. So, And that, the, the candle for reference is the Marty and Sarah Handsome Boy Championship uh, wrestling candle. It is. It smells so good. I literally. I, I, and rum. Uh, and again, well, some people might be like, "That's a weird smell." No, it smells amazing. I, I placed an order yeah. for for some more candles, and that was included in there because oh, it just it smelled so good. Um, it's so, it's so manly. If you have a clean shaven face, you'll instantly grow a full Tom Selleck mustache, and that's for you ladies too. So be careful around these candles. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys, let's get let's go ahead and get into this week's interview with Chris uh, from Main Event Candles. <laughs> Dave, about like maybe about a month ago, um, I'm at work in my office, aka the bathroom, just scrolling Twitter like I normally do, and uh, it came across uh, a post from Marty and Sarah, you know, friends mm-hmm. of the show, and they were selling candles. Not only were they selling candles, but they were like wrestling themed candles. And you know us, we love Marty and Sarah, we support them in everything they do. So I figured, hey, I'm, I'm gonna pick me up both these candles. There's two different scents, and yeah, you know, the the candles, they came in maybe about like a week or two later. And I mentioned to you, like right at the start of the pandemic, a friend of mine, Maria, from New York, she has sent me like a care package of some goodies. And there was this one specific candle. It smelled so good. I, you know, it's it was my favorite scent as far as candles go. And I remember once, you know, I went through it. I was like, hey, um, where, like, where did you get this? I, I want to get another one. And she was like, oh, I have no idea. I was just walking around the city and you know I've, i found this candle smelled good i thought you'd like it and so i was in the impression i'm never gonna i'm never get to smell this scent again i'm i'm gonna be lost well what do you know it this candle comes in and it smells just about as close to it as possible i'm of course talking about the uh the handsome boy candle you know the nice smell of tobacco and sweet rum and i love that like right away and like i immediately reached out to you know this company main event candles i was like oh my god oh, these they smell so good and like the thing with you and i it's i think that we love is like finding people that love wrestling and just incorporating that into like other passions of theirs and with this one i'd never heard i don't know about you i'd never heard mm-hmm. of like wrestling candles because even at the shop when we were like um you know before we got here we we're like yeah we're, you know we're gonna talk to this guy chris from uh main event candles and they were like well what's that and we started explaining it. everyone was like huh they're like what do you yeah like I, someone was like, "Is it in the shape of a wrestler?" Which I was like, "No, no, no." I'm like, "That'd be weird." Yeah, that'd be weird to like, "Oh, you want the Stone Cold Steve Austin candle, and it's in the shape of Stone Cold." Um, no, yeah, it's uh, you know we're of course talking to Chris from Main Event Candles today, and we're so happy to have him on because again, like 
who would have thought like you know like the common conception is like wrestling fans are just like these uh, savages and barbarians and they don't really want to smell nice yeah quite the opposite well and here's the other thing neither you nor i smoke or drink yet we were both intoxicated by the scent of this uh, candle Exactly, yeah. So, um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, uh, let's welcome Chris from Main Event Candles. Chris, how are you doing? Hey, thank thank you for, for speaking to me. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. How are you guys? Good. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're doing pleasant, especially with, like, you know, it, it's the room smelling as beautiful yeah. as it does thanks to your candles. <laughs> I guess just from the jump, like, where, where does this idea to, to do wrestling-themed candles come from? Uh, this is one of those things, really, where um, I, I heard you say in the intro there about, you know, um, people who have incorporated wrestling into their other interests. And, uh, you know, I've been making, uh, with my partner, we've been making candles for a few years now, just um, more kind of, you know, standard um, scented candles. And, uh, you know, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, you know, since it was some of my earliest memories are, you know, wrestling related. So, um it just kind of one of those eureka moments really where one one day i just thought well you know why why not try and combine the two you know see what we can come up with and uh, but yeah it's kind of how we got rolling really um it's probably around about a year ago now that you know we first started actually looking into it and i think we've been selling for about um six months or so now so um yes it's, it was a relatively recent um idea but yeah it seems to uh, steamrolled pretty quickly uh we're you know police how it's going who who was like the first who was the wrestler or wrestlers in mind that you had when because i imagine you're like all right well we're launching this we're gonna need like a specific like there's a specific scent or sense that we have in mind like how does that go about do you go you know i really think this wrestler would this is what they would smell like because like, that's kind of like weird you know i mean if you imagine wrestlers yeah. they probably just smell like very sweaty or like you know whatever deodorant they're using because they're out in the ring and stuff but like how do you go about like oh i really want to incorporate this specific scent with you know a this this wrestler or this group of wrestlers yeah um i mean it it, it kind of varies I, su- I suppose from you know from from wrestler to wrestler or you know podcast to podcast or, or whatever, whoever it is um i suppose in, in the case with um marty and sarah you know they, they've been so good uh to collaborate with because they just had so many ideas from the get-go they were like okay well we like this um you know we want to do something that's tobacco based we want to do something um that's you know more of a savory scent and uh so so with in that instance it was just simple it was you know i, I sent them out some um small sample sizes and they they chose from there um but yeah, in, in other instances, it's it's kind of um, it could be that we um, come up with a name first and then work backwards from there, or it could be where th- there may be a scent that is particularly associated to something. So we you know we we'd work from from like a um, a base scent and you know build from there. Um, so for example, with uh, we we've done some candles with um, OSW Review and. Um, obviously, they they do um, a, a watt bar section, so it, you know it made it made sense from there to do something that was chocolate um, based around that. So yeah, it, it kind of varies, I suppose, from case to case. But you know, um, 
nine times out of ten the people we collaborate with or, or work with that you know they'll come in with their own ideas and, and we, we kind of try and fit fitting around that and, and work to the best we can through 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 what they like really so and is for you for you and you says you and your partner are the ones who who do these candles what's generally like the reception been like for you know when you say at least like your friends and family because i imagine uh you know you're like hey we're, we're gonna start doing these rustling themed candles that's probably like oh okay that seems like fun <laughs> like it's weird because like it doesn't seem like a venn diagram that intersects very often <laughs> Uh, no, I, I guess not, and and I suppose that's been um, it's been a learning process to um, see what works, see what doesn't work, um, trying to trying to find that audience as well, um, and and I guess it's been it's been pleasantly surprising in in a way that the reception has been for the most part very very positive and very you know people have been very welcoming and. Um, it's it's been it's been nice again that we've we've we're signed to such a wide variety of, of people from all kind of you know backgrounds and, and what have you and um that's been really interesting as well and just again to step out of what what my stereotypical uh, perception of what a wrestling fan is and, and seeing you know just how so many people are, you know again from different walks of life and what have you you know love wrestling for different reasons and so that's yeah um but yeah, for for, for non wrestling fans, it is very much um, it's kind of a, I suppose a hard sell, or um, you know, like you were saying in the, in the intro, there it's not a natural. Um, there's there's no not a natural Venn diagram crossover, but um, but it, but it's also one of those things where I th- I think once people get their head around it, or, or what we've noticed when wrestling fans kind of realize what we are doing then they very quickly then they'll give you then 10 other ideas of what you can do it's like it's one of those once your heads around it it's like ah yes now i get it and now yeah you could do this you could do that so so again that's been fun as well to to kind of see that yeah well i gotta say you know much like wrestling and wrestling fans kind of get stereotyped into you know a certain image that people have um same thing with candles i mean a lot of people will look at candles and think oh you know those are for bath time for the ladies or you know if if you farted in the bathroom or something like that but like (laughs) i'll say like um i used to work at a sign shop and next to us opened up a candle shop and they would do like atypical scents for their you know they would have like fresh cut lawn and like you know, how many times do you go into a store and they'll have like a candle section and it's all like, you know, if it's fall, you get all the pumpkin and burnt marshmallow flavor, you know, all those standard ones. And then you kind of just pass by them and they all kind of look the same. But I will tell you, like when when Berto showed me this candle, it I mean, it looks cool and it looks manly and it smells like I, I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical, but it smells manly. Like it's not like yeah. a, a foofy, you know, it's not something my wife would buy for the kitchen or something. So. Like this room smells great. Um, I love the packaging on it, and like, just because it doesn't typically get seen, uh, you know, by the stereotypical people, I think that that's where you have the best room to grow and innovate and show show people something that hasn't been done forty five times already. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Uh, yeah, just just to you go back on something you mentioned there earlier, it's like there there's so many creative um, wrestling fans out there who who are you know incorporating wrestling into different projects. Whether it's um, so so since starting doing this, I've seen so many people who are doing you know like soap um, inspired by by wrestling and you know things like that. And um, yeah, just to, just to see how many talented people there are out there doing. Um, different different projects that aren't necessarily um yeah catering towards a stereotype what we, you kind of class as a stereotypical wrestling fan but yeah there, there does seem to be so much growth in that area um i know there's, there's a lady as well who does um uh, wrestling inspired uh, earrings uh, which again doesn't sound like a you know a natural thing but um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're so cool, and um, they, they seem to, you know, they, they'll they'll put them up and they'll they'll sell out straight away just because it is, you know, if, if that's what you want and if that's what you're into, then that's that's where you go to get them, you know. So, I think hopefully we're covering a little bit of that as well. You know, there's a lot we we we've seen a lot of repeat custom and people that are you know excited for when we uh, release a new candle now as well. So. Um, yeah, we have some loyal customers, but it's, yeah, again, it seems to be expanding all the time, which is is uh, it's really great to see. Well, I will say too, there is something about like niche products within the world of wrestling. Yeah. I mean, like you know, like with us, like we work at Pro Wrestling Tea, so all, as far as wrestling products go, it's like you have your T-shirts and whatever other knickknacks that we sell, and like I know we've found when like oh hey now we're doing shoes or now we're doing towels, like there you never really yeah. know like the market for those kinds of things until yeah until you're like oh hey yeah now we do sell stickers and you realize like oh yeah people like love these little like knickknacks and that's kind of one of the things that i miss about these like um conventions because if you go to like a wrestlecon you know you have your booths where you know people are selling old wwf action figures or old dvds but like Mm -hmm. every now and then you'll encounter something where it's just like oh yeah these are like hand sewn um pillow coverings with wrestlers on them or something like that some like niche little thing and you're just like i did not know until about 30 seconds (laughs) that like this is this is all i ever wanted in the world and like to me i kind of had that experience with you guys where, where it was just like oh 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 yeah of course like wrestling candles like that is something that like you know why why is it why hasn't it been done yeah why hasn't it been done yeah um and again, I think like to me, I think you know, like you mentioned, you've only been doing it for you know about a, about a year or so. Like, I definitely yeah. think once you know, it's and it's just like once the world opens back up, once the status quo kind of goes back to normal, and like people start doing conventions and stuff. Like, I definitely think you got to hit up some of these you know uh, conventions because I I really think like this is something you know like people would really want. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly that's that's something we're we're, we're looking very very closely at um, hopefully doing in the future. Um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've had a, a little experience doing um, like crafters markets and things like that again with the more conventional uh, products that, that we've made in the past. And um, yeah, it, it's just it's just one of those things where um, I, I guess there's there's only so many ways I can describe how something smells. Um, <laughs> through twitter or on the, on the website or what have you but yeah actually um you know being out there and, and people can have it in their hand and 
like you said, see the packaging, smell it, you know. Um, yeah, that's absolutely going to be the way forward, I think, uh, once, once things start returning to, to, to the new normal. <laughs> so, so I got to ask you, so you've, you've probably done a fair amount of these candles. Um, you've got to have a favorite scent or combination of scents that maybe like the, like I would have never guessed to do a tobacco and rum candle. Like, but now that I've smelled it, it, it makes perfect sense. Like what, what are some of the favorite combinations you've done? And is there a combination that you like that no one has done that you're dying to do? Um, so, so favorite, I, I have a soft spot. It's, it's, um, I think it's the only candle still standing from the original, um, ones that we, that we put out, which is the, the green mist candle, um, which, which has probably been our most popular as well. Um, so yeah, like a you know a Japanese kind of inspired uh, scent to it. So it's you know it's it's um, like a, a jade blossom, uh, sorry cherry blossom, and jade orchid scent. Um, and we we put a little green color in there as well. So you know we we go the the whole way with that one. Um, I think that yeah, just 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 for the fact that yeah, that was one of our originals and it and it's still one of our more popular ones. I think that's that's my my kind of sentimental favorite really. Um, in terms of what we'd like to, I mean, you know, we're, we're pretty, um, there's a few things we're working on at the moment, which, um, um, yeah, I'm kind of enjoying working on. We're trying to do something that's kind of um, a little bit kind of donut inspired. So again, a, a, a similar to the to the bread, it's got that kind of savory, but like a sweet with that as well, which, mm-hmm. which seems to be working quite well at the moment. Um, yeah, I'll... I'll <sighs> Again, some of the, some of the original ones we did were a bit more kind of alcohol based, so like a, a beer scented things like that. Which, um, which again, maybe one of those things where when people can actually smell them, it might um, uh, you know work a little better. But but we found that yeah, they're probably not the um, the, the the best ones to <laughs> try and describe on the internet, but. Um, yeah, I'd love to do more like that though, because like like you you were saying there, like the tobacco and rum, you wouldn't, you it's it's hard to imagine what that that scent is really. Um, well, and, you know, say we try and describe it the best we can, but um, yeah, I think once once we can, you know, get out and reach people a bit more, that that would be the kind of thing I'd like to do a bit more of again. Well, because like when typically people think tobacco, they instantly think like smoke or like yeah. an old bar or something, and that's not the case. I mean, tobacco is like. That's a scent that's pretty prevalent in a lot of really popular higher end colognes and stuff. It's just got like really nice notes yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, like like if someone said, "Oh, smell this! It smells like tobacco and rum in here." That like my head doesn't go <laughs> to you know how great this candle well, smells. Well, like I know like personally with me. So when when they came in, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to, when they came in. I was at my like workstation, mm-hmm. and our boss Ryan he came in. And he was like, "Oh, what do you have there?" And I was like, "Oh, I have these, I have these candles." And he'd actually heard of them um, because he was aware of the the Nyla Rose candles that you did. And he was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." He's like, I, I, "He's like, I, I know who they are." And he's like, "Oh, what?" Are, he's like, "What are the scents?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna tell you." I was like, "Here, just smell them." And like he smelled the first one. He was like, "He's like, this one smells like like doughy, like like cake almost, like vanilla-ish. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "That one's you know breads." And I was like, "Now here, smell this one." And he smelled the other one. And he was like. This one smells like my dad, and uh, to, be, to be fair, uh, his father smells like tobacco and rum. <laughs> yeah, you know, but his office he it does have like that sort of scent to it, and 
and one thing and i'll say he was very complimentary about it and he's not always complimentary yeah. about a, a lot of he, things he's very dismissive of many products that come <laughs> yeah. across his desk but it really does remind me of like an old study you know like someone sitting there with a pipe or something in front of a fire it's it's really it evokes like some imagery when you smell it yeah, that's, that's kind of the. I suppose it's it's based off. Um, I suppose like yeah, like a cigar lounge kind mm-hmm. of sense. You've got that. There's a little bit of um, like a lead leather in there as well, and so yeah, it, it definitely has that vibe to it. I think that one absolutely. So like, no no restrictions. If you could if you could do like a specific candle with any you know with any wrestler or wrestlers, is there someone that like you have in mind where if you were like, oh, if this is my dream, yeah, like who would be your dream get? Um, no restrictions. Um, I, I mean, one that we, we looked at, um, doing early on, um, be- before I kind of realized, um, <laughs> we try, I probably have to be a bit more careful in terms of, uh, how close we're getting to, um, you know, copyrights and mm-hmm. things like that um i think like an orange you know orange cassidy uh candle mm-hmm. kind of speaks for itself oh, yeah. you can Perfect. you know the scent speaks for itself you, you can color it you can you know you do whatever with that i think that would be something that would work really well um other than other than that i mean hmm i think you know it, it just from just from you know my my wrestling um my wrestling youth i guess well, well saying not not youth really because he's still going now but <laughs> someone like like sting would be would be amazing so like a you know you could do um all the different stages of his you know do like a surface sting style candle and a you know a crow sting and what have you and i think something like that would you know have to have like a a, a range kind of celebrating someone's whole career would be would be the, the dream project to kind of work on, I suppose, something like that. I mean, that would be brilliant to have a surfers thing one that smells like the beach, and then have a yeah. have a crow thing one that smells like 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 rain. rain. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, let's get into your like wrestling history a little bit because it's always interesting to me, like, with people with wrestling in general. Like, Dave, you know, Dave over here, he grew up watching it, you know, way before that. I did. Like, I, I don't get into wrestling until the Go Home SmackDown right before WrestleMania twenty. Um, uh, so, like, what, what's kind of your history with wrestling? Um. Yeah. Like, like I, I was saying, it's um something I've, I've just, just a lot of my early memories are, are kind of wrestling. Seems to be wrestling based. You know, I've. Kind of really vivid memories of, of watching um, people like uh, Junkyard Dog with 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 my my grandma seemed to be obsessed with him for some reason. <laughs> so just like it kind of reminds me of my my, my grandma sometimes when I'm, uh, which is which is a nice memory to have. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 as old as WrestleMania itself, so I've I've kind of uh, <laughs> um, yeah grown up with it, I suppose, and, and been kind of. I suppose the right ages for the you know the, the the highs and the lows of you know it was the right just the right age for the when the attitude era came around to you know their target demographic and what have you so um yeah it's just always always been and I, I was I was um you know new generation as well so um for, for my sins um <laughs> and I stuck stuck with it through the thick and thin so and, and of course being UK based um I've kind of memories of the towards the back end of the like the world of sport era as well so um i got to see um uh, big daddy and giant haystacks over here once which was as like a four-year-old kid was was amazing so 
there, there um, was something that you said that, that kind of sticks out to me because I find it um, like it just it, it tends to happen with like people that watch wrestling with their families where it's like there will be an older like with you know you mentioned like uh, your grandmother who loved Junkyard Dog like with me it was like my dad with Kurt Angle who for a wow. while when like my sister and I like we were younger he knew like Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle and that was pretty much it and so obviously like you know he he knows like eddie pass and stuff like that but to this day he'll be like what's kurt angle up to is kurt angle still wrestling like he's just always like it's almost like that's his only reference to kurt angle and like the weird thing is uh like to my dad he's he's a gym right he's been going to the gym forever and during the pandemic uh because he worked from home a lot i guess he wasn't like eating out as much because like at his work they would just always order in and so he was just i mean he's a muscle muscle guy but he had like a, a dad belly now he's now he's shrunk down and like he looks like kurt angle like to the point where he's losing his hair so like my mom <laughs> shaves his head and it'll be like literally i was at my parents house the other day and my mom is shaving his head and he's just like we're, we're talking about he's like oh work's been busy well he's like bring a lot of kurt angle shirts i was like nope i was like are we having he's like what is he up to these days i was like does that guy want a championship yet or what yeah i was like well i was like he's retired so he's not doing much wrestling and he's like oh okay um because one of the things i noticed too was uh like um you have a younger daughter is is she into wrestling at all or because like i know dave you know he himself has a daughter and like before the pandemic and you know we would she would come with us to some of like the local indie shows around here is that something that she's gotten into at all or is it still like not her thing um, I, I think it's something she she uh, tolerates more than anything. To be honest, it's like she she'll always um, you know if, she, if if I've got something on the TV, she'll always she'll she'll, she'll kind of roll roll her eyes and uh, <laughs> it's like oh this is oh daddy's program's on again. But um, she no she's I don't know she 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 does like there's certain things she she will she will watch and will keep her interest and what have you, but. Um, it's just one of those things where I've I've tried I've I've consciously tried not to push my own agenda on her and let her you know find the her own things that she wants to be into, but the, yeah there is there is a part of you that's always like oh come you know come and come and watch this with me come and sit and watch this and uh, you know try trying to impress my five year old daughter you know but um, yeah I, I suppose I was I was around you know her age really when I when I first started getting into it. Um, I have I have a couple of slightly older nephews who who are just starting to show an interest. So so of course I'm I'm the uncle who's like bringing a new wrestling figure around every every week, saying oh yeah you know help this play with this. So so that that's kind of cool as well to see you know. Yeah. I think the oldest is 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 eleven and the youngest is I think he's eight. So yeah, they they're just starting to you know take more of an interest. See, I I could relate to to the nephew part because I I myself I have two nephews. Well, I mean, one's nine, the other one is like two. So the two-year-old, the the two-year-old loves chasing pigeons in the park. Like he, you know, he has no real interests. But with the nine-year-old, like I found, because like I've I've always, especially when I was younger, I would like try to get him into the things I was into, and it wasn't ever working. But what I found was like for the most part boys young boys are young boys and they're gonna like the same things that like we all do like at a certain stage and like 
uh like for a while he got super into like the uh the goosebumps books and yeah i was like oh you love these and i was like like you said the cool uncle where like every week i would show up and i'd have a new one and he's it was just like whoa there's there's more of these like because of course he he can't comprehend that looking that i'm like i've read all these books back and forth like as, as your age and uh for a while too i was like because we're super big into the marvel movies trying to get him into those and same thing he did not care and then maybe like a year or two later he's like do you know black panther and i'm just like oh boy do i yeah it's like boy do i but like dave is that something that you like find yourself doing with like your daughter where you, you know where you've tried to get her into something and you got to wait for her you, you know it's funny um so I, i've learned like one specific example uh there's a movie napoleon dynamite like there's a, a bunch of like really funny movies that like she was too young to get or something but like now that she's older there's like adam sandler movies i'm like oh man you're gonna love these because like she has no frame of reference and so like i kept trying to get her to watch napoleon dynamite and she's like this looks stupid and then one day she just sat with me and watched it and she was like oh this is the best movie ever so i find myself constantly it's like it's mostly movies like i'm trying to get her to watch the princess bride with me because that's one of my favorite movies and she just won't do it or um different things like i try to get her into spicy food so like you know we'll put tabasco sauce and stuff and she didn't like it and now she loves she puts it on everything crushed red pepper um now i'm trying to get her into mushrooms and she's like i can't i'm like why is it that like i'll tell you something's cool and it takes like your friend to say oh i like this and then you'll try it and now you like it and she's like i don't know i was like i've never steered you wrong so it's always stuff like that um pro wrestling same thing she'll watch the royal rumble with me or um if it's someone big enough that like someone that's not a wrestling fan would know them she'll be interested i'm um, like she was interested in the mayweather uh paul fight just because she knew who they were but um yeah i mean get my way of getting her into wrestling was going to the local indie shows because she liked being part of the crowd and seeing kind of the backstage stuff and that really made her feel like she was part of it so I can't wait for that stuff to get back. But I, I do feel your pain. Like there are times when I'm watching something like uh, like an old Kung Fu movie and she'll walk in and I'll get the eye roll and, you know, oh, dad's watching his stuff. I'm going to go play Overwatch in my room or something. So uh, I definitely feel you on that. That's uh, really hard to get the kids to engage in your old man stuff. Yeah, I, I think he's right. What you were saying, though, uh, there it's... Um it's it's all it's it, as much as you try and push it on them if somebody else does it then yeah. all of a sudden it's like they're into it it's like i, I remember coming coming home one day and uh uh yeah she, uh, her, one of her friends jay uh, could come around to the house and and he'd put on some some wrestling then all of a sudden it was the best thing in the world but you know but yeah. i try and show yeah, not interested <laughs> well did you guys did you guys find yourself being like that like when you were younger because like i know for me there's like there's uh, certain certain movies specifically that like i refused to watch just because like my sister and i wanted to watch cartoons or whatever the case was and my dad was like no i'm gonna watch like he's he's super into boxing so of course the rocky movies all about them mm -hmm. i've the, the the only rocky movies i've watched are the creed, creed movies yeah. and even then that's because i went into creed blind like i, I had no i knew it was a boxing movie with michael b jordan but like I remember, you know, you have like Rocky show up, and I'm just like, huh? I was like, oh, I was like, they really typecast this guy, huh? 
and then it's like oh no, no no this is set in within that universe and you know so i was like i had never watched I've, I've still never watched any of the rocky movies but i you know I, at least i know now but th- to me there's just certain movies like that that was like growing up where it's like oh no that's that's my mom and dad's that's stuff old people's yeah it's old people's <laughs> stuff. were you guys like that at all too uh yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent, absolutely yeah. I, I remember even uh my, yeah my, my parents bought uh, us for christmas one year the uh the, the vhs re-releases of the star wars movies and and there was a time when yeah even that just because it was something that that they wanted me to watch i had so much like uh, pushback <laughs> i was like no no not watching it and then when i did finally sit down and watch it you know become like you you know your, your favorite movies but yeah i think um sometimes i think if you if your parents are pushing something on on you you kind of um i think i think you have a lot more skepticism <laughs> it's like why why are they trying to get me into this it's like trying to get Betsy, my my daughter, to 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 eat vegetables now. It's like, well, just just try it, just try it. You'll like it. It's like no. that makes them suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say for me, it's weird because there's some things that my dad and like my uncle as a tandem liked that I really latched onto when I was a kid, like the Three Stooges. Like I think it's so weird that there's kids now that have no idea who the Three Stooges are, or like Elvis. Like I was really into Elvis because my dad and my uncle were. Um, and then on the other hand, like old, I don't want to say old, but like late late 70s, early 80s, like sci-fi, I would think was like like Dune. I was like, that's so corny looking. I do not. Or Stephen King novels. Like they, they were really into Stephen King. I didn't want to read Stephen King at all. Um, but I will say like the one thing I regretted was, so my uncle and my dad were both kind of gearheads. They, they would work on muscle cars in the garage. And I would be in the garage with them while they're working on like Camaros and Mustangs. And didn't learn a single thing about cars. I spent my entire time just being a little ass to them. And, like, I'd throw pine cones into the engine bay while they're working on it and stuff. And, like, yeah, I'd just be messing around. And they would have fun, you know, messing around with me. But, like, I didn't take the time to, hey, what's this wrench? Like, oh, how do you change? Like, none of that. I'm I'm totally a, a, a novice when it comes to car stuff. And I had every opportunity to learn, and I didn't. So um, it, I don't know if that was... I just didn't want to do it as more. I was just kind of an idiot kid just trying to annoy people. But no, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I get what you mean with that because like with certain, with certain things, like, I mean, I said with cars, like, I mean, first off with cars, like my parents taught me nothing. I essentially, yeah. I got my driver's license and then that was it. Like I remember I, I guess I drove my mom's car for, cause I right around the time I got my license, I got my first job and they were like, just they're like, it's fine. Like we trust you take the car. And that slowly just became my car. And then I remember one time I was like, "Hey, I was like, this. I don't. I think there's something wrong with this." And they were like, "Oh yeah, you were supposed to get an oil change like all these miles ago. Did you get an oil change?" And I'm like, "No. When when was I supposed to do that?" And they're like, "Well, like every three thousand miles." And I'm just like, "Oh, okay. Well, nobody ever told me that. Like, there were so many things where I was just like, "Hey." Like, uh, how do you refill the windshield wiper fluid? And I think they were in the, I think maybe it was just different time. Like when they grew up, like they taught them all these things. Cause for me, definitely not. It was just like, th- you know, these are the rules of the road. You got to learn these things and here you go. Now here's your driver's license. Like I learned almost nothing. Everything <laughs> I've learned has been from like friends and, and the family who have been like, oh, this is how you replace your windshield wipers. Or, you know, this is how you check the oil, just things like that. And I'm, I was just like, 
oh, okay. And so, like, I oftentimes feel, like, ill-prepared when I have, like, friends my age who are just, like, like you mentioned, they're like, oh, yeah, I can I can take apart this, uh, you know, this car engine and do all this. And I'm just like, yeah, I will drop mine off at the dealership and they will probably quote me too much and then I'll find someone else who will do it for, like, a third of the price. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's just, like, growing up, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh so chris uh, you know we we mentioned um like as far as like wrestling goes with us being the pro wrestling tees podcast we are also always interested like uh what do you remember your first piece of like wrestling memorabilia being you know like i i still have it to this day my eddie guerrero i'm your poppy t-shirt that like it's not even black anymore from so many times it's been washed and like the, the designs all cracked and everything. Do you remember what your like uh, first piece of wrestling memory really was? Um, one thing, I don't know if it was necessarily the, the first thing, but, but one thing that, um, you were talking about earlier, just, just give me a really vivid memory of, um, and it, it you'll, you'll kind of see how it, so it'll kind of circle back on itself. But, um, I had, um, it was it was a set of um, it it was uh, rubber molds like wrestler, wrestlers. I think it was a Hulk Hogan. There was a British Bulldog. Um, I, I can't remember who else, but those are the two. I remember. probably an Ultimate Warrior as well. And it was like you you would put um, you you would make a cast out of them, and, and you'd have the little figures then, and you you'd, you'd paint them and what have you. And I, I, that was one of the first things I remember. And 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 weirdly enough. Um, again, this just kind of triggered a memory. My my dad's um, around that age was he he started making candles himself, and he was looking at different shapes to make, and he, and he would use these molds to make wrestling, um, so like a British bulldog shaped candle. So I know in the beginning there you were saying about, we were just oh, joking about you know wrestling yeah. candles is that shaped like the wrestler, and I was like oh oh my gosh yeah I remember my dad actually doing that now, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I think it was more, more things like that. I remember it was more like kind of toy, uh, based and things like that it was like the, the earlier memorabilia, memorabilia that I would have had. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I had some British bulldog trainers at some point as well. And, uh, you know, mugs, things like that. But yeah, just, just the house was just full of stuff to be honest, really. Um, my, my parents were. Neither of them were, were that into wrestling, but they they definitely you know supported that and you know they, they yeah just they if I'd see something with wrestling on it and they they you know they they get me what what I wanted really so yeah. Do you think now with like your extensive knowledge of making candles and you know like having made so many that you you could seek out those old like molds and, and try to or even you know try to do something where you could get your own mold to make these because i think like that's a great idea yeah as much as i was like that's that's a silly thing yeah. kind of thinking about it now i'm like you know what <laughs> that actually does sound kind of cool um yeah you know I, it's like a a strange revelation i had there <laughs> about half an hour ago um yeah that would be amazing if i could could find that that set or you know something similar um so it would have been how uh would have been yeah probably very late 80s very early 90s so um might be quite hard to find but you know so it, yeah that that would be even if it's just for like uh, for my own amusement yeah that would be <laughs> that'd be cool to have so if you had 
Now I'm trying to think about how to do this, right? So if you had a wrestling figure mold, and we'll just say yeah. for copyright purposes, it's just a generic wrestler guy with trunks yeah. and everything. Um, would you have to make like a stick figure wick out of it, like with a wick that goes down each arm and then down each leg, and then one that goes up the torso and out the top of the head? Like if it bur- ben, if it burned down past the shoulders, would the arms fall off if you didn't have like wicks on it? Yeah, I I think if I'm trying to I'm trying to think back, but I th- I think the 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 figures were because they they were designed to you know you they, you'd, you'd get them they kind of turn back in on themselves so you get right. out you get them out of the mold that way and so so from what I remember I think they were all kind of um you know like the arms were down by the sides and things like that mm. if you will so so, so like a kind trophy, of almost, almost handle shape to begin with yeah like yeah. a like a you know dining table candle mm. so. Uh, you could probably do just a yeah, just a single wick up through through the middle and out the top of the head. Um, I think it was something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you must do this now. Yeah. I think we've come up with an idea. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first thing I'm going to look at. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you see, because I I know like and again like we mentioned candles like so uh, where before before where I'm living now before that I was living with uh, some friends that uh, I used to work with and. Uh, one of my friends, she's a mortician, so she's into like just like whatever fucked up like weird thing the you macabre. can find. Yeah. yeah, and the one good thing is if like I would always find these like weird candles, like obscure candles. Mm. And one of the things that I found was um, there was this like candle where it's like it's shaped like a cat, and then once like the, the wick starts going out, there's like a like a skeleton underneath that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh and, wow. Yeah, it was like it was like the most random thing, and I, I've since gone back to the place that like I found it. I don't even remember th- the name of it or anything like that, but I remember like seeing that, and I was like, oh, okay, that'd be that like that's kind of cool, and kind of just thinking. I mean, it probably, I don't know how possible would be something like that, but with like a wrestling one, you know, like once it melts, there's a skeleton. Yeah, something like that. The Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, that's what it like reminded yeah. me of because I remember. Like I bought it, I was just like, "Oh, here, this will be cool." And then one time it was actually like lit, and I'm staring at it, and I was like, "Oh, this totally does just look like Arnold with his face ripped off, and like, uh, you know, him running after." Well, I, I will say that's, and I, I know that you guys are probably rolling your eyes when I say this, but like, that's what I like about like really good candles. Like, there's so many times where you see like a cool candle that like melts and like different colors come out as it melts, or you get like. Something again that's not like cucumber melon or something. You get a tobacco and rum and it's brilliant. Like there is so much space to go out and just do creative stuff that like nobody's thought of. And like someone someone could see it and be like, Oh wow, that that is a wrestling man candle, like a statue, you know, and like I don't know. I hope it gets made. Well, I'll I'll say this. I like I know how particular some people can be about them because um before I worked here I worked at uh um it's clothing store Coles, and they had a candle section right next to like the customer service area where it worked and so occasionally and it was it was always it was always like a morning like a tuesday morning it would be a a nice little old lady she'd come over and she'd say can someone help me i'm looking for this particular scent sure yeah i'll i'll, I'll run around and help you and you know you'd be like i'm looking for you know 
this ocean scent and be like oh well here's this one and then they'd re- no nope this one doesn't smell like like the one i'm talking about do you have any other one? and you're just like looking for this particular candle that never exists because yeah. it's always like oh this is the one and they're always like should have got it when you saw it they're like nope nope <laughs> nope it's not the one um but I mean, definitely, like if 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 anyone listening is like, you know, wondering these candles for sure, like you you won't go through that problem. You won't order them yeah. and be like, this doesn't this doesn't smell like tobacco at all. And anything we've talked about, Chris has dibs on, so you can't steal the ideas. Yeah, as soon as we're done with this, we're going right to the <laughs> yeah. to the copywriters. PWT cast candles. Awesome <laughs> ending. Uh, well, Chris, uh, you know, thank you for coming on and, and talking with us. Like we mentioned before, like it is, it's, we love seeing like people do these creative things. Like, cause I mean, especially like where, you know, where we work, it's like, we have the, the pro wrestling crate, which is just like our monthly crate boxes mm-hmm. with just random knickknacks. And I think part of the fun is in that is seeing people also think of like, you know, would it be really fun? Like a war horse ruler yeah. or like just random you know <laughs> random things like that yeah. where you're just like yeah. oh yeah like a horn swoggle measuring tape because why not like these random things and at least to me you know seeing you know you bring able to bring like the world of wrestling in, into this thing that nobody would have thought of like wrestling candles of course um has been awesome to me and like the the best you know i hope that you guys prosper i hope that 2021 2022 is your guys's year and we go oh man remember we had chris on before you know oh he, he was the, the we candle can't e- man we can't even get a hold of this guy now he's so busy yeah never responds to the dms <laughs> anymore it, it would be cool if we worked no, on a project I'll, I'll respond. <laughs> awesome well uh chris before we head out of here um anything you want to plug uh you know your socials and all that um yeah i mean you know we're, we're, we're quite easy to find um we we tend to use twitter more often than than not uh which is just uh main event candle at main event candle without the s on the end for that one just for um the character limit um yeah main event candles.com we've got we've got everything on there um yeah just link you straight through to the to the online store there there's a lot more info on on the you know the full range on there uh yeah, I say we, we we use Twitter quite a lot. We we we, we um, you know we use it just we have a lot of a uh, lot of fun on there. Just a lot of different conversations and what have you. So it's not all just trying to you know sell sell candles on you. You know, we, if you just just a wrestling fan and you just you know you you want someone uh, someone else else uh, new to talk to. Yeah, come and find us. Uh, we, we do have an Instagram as well, which is the, the same handle. We not don't use that quite as much, but um, yeah, certainly always on Twitter. I could definitely vouch you guys are you know the the main event candles it, it is also a good follow yeah. a lot of a lot of uh good wrestling stuff on there as well uh well chris thanks again you know thank you for uh talking with us and then you know ho- hopefully sooner rather than later we can get a, a pwt cast candle going oh absolutely that yeah that would be amazing yeah you know you, you know you know where to find me we can <laughs> we can talk it through <laughs> awesome thanks, thanks again, again. Shout out to Chris from Main Event Candles. Um, Rumor has it there might be a PWT cast related project in the works. Uh, You'll have to, you know, you'll have to tune in. You'll have to tune in into a particular episode to to hear more about that. And that is all I have to say about that. Um, Dave, what? what, Oh, shit. You know, one thing that I keep forgetting to talk about. 
Um, but before I talk about that, I want to give a, I actually want to give a shout out to, uh, patrons of the show. I mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon, uh, you know, patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to our wonderful patrons who, you know, help keep this podcast free because if it wasn't for them, you know, like it, it costs money to, for this equipment and, uh, for us to pay rent for this office and to host the, you know, host all that stuff, all these things that people don't tell you about when you want to start your own podcast. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm of course talking about, uh, my Godfather, Jesus, shout out Jesus, shout out Jesus. uh, John Ceno, uh, who I was thinking about, I'll, I'll bring that up off here. That's it's shout out John Cena. Love the man. Uh, w H Park, of course. Brandon from New Jersey. Anthony Torres, who is sporting our uh, the P- brand new PWT cast snapback on Facebook and so good. Yeah, it looks so it looks so good. Um, Vivian, of course. Uh, you know she 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 provided plenty of content last week by giving me by reading my birth chart. Uh, you know, and so shout out Vivian uh, Taffy, of course. Uh, our man Ryan Crossley, Hot Topic Joe, Jonathan Mayer, Shannon Howanick, our man Neil, who we'll be talking to very soon, um, the Invincible Man himself, Ryan Mears, our boy Joshua Davis, our little buddy Mark Villanueva, Jesse Kohlenberg, and of course Clifford Frazier, the man. Um, but I, I've completely forgot to talk about it. We didn't even talk about this now. But I saw this like two, three weeks ago, whenever the fuck it came out, and. I've, I was so disappointed in it. And I'm, of course, talking about the the Friends reunion. Um, I'm not, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> see, I'm not, I'm like, I like Friends. Like, I don't understand this, like, hate and vitriol for it. I mean, because it's, it's the same thing with any sitcom, you know? Like, there's people that think Seinfeld is stupid or The Office or Parks and Rec. They think these shows are dumb. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. They weren't paying these people 20 they weren't paying these people millions of dollars per episode, you know, like for yeah. no reason. But I was in the assumption that like, oh, they're bringing everyone back together to like do some sort of special episode. Uh and that's not at all what it was, and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> no, it was like because that's what you think it would be. It was kind of just like a retrospective show with everyone kind of talking about like, oh yeah, this was my favorite scene and this was I don't know. I mean, I, again, also, it was a big clip show. what's up? It was a big clip show, huh? <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Like I got, I got the only thing I got out of it was that, uh, um, what's his name? The, who plays Ross, uh, oh, David Schwimmer, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston legit had the hots for each other and then never did anything about it. It's literally they they show you all these clips of them like clearly into each other like flirting super hardcore backstage, um. But nothing ever came of it, and uh, I almost feel bad for the two. But I mean, they they seem to be happy in where they are in life. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick because I uh, I made a note of it and I just I never brought it up until right now when trying to go through my notes and I saw it there, uh funny is my wife and my oldest stepson scotty made a real effort to just plow through every season of friends. like we had watched friends when it was you know in regular rotation but like they were trying to like watch every season i think while it was on netflix before it came down or something and so they were really into it and then when they announced the reunion episode super excited and as soon as it came out my wife's like eh, i don't know <laughs> and so we never watched it but um I heard a lot of people didn't like John Corden 
um, or James Corden, sorry. And uh, I mean, it's a shame. They, they should have done an episode. They should have. Like it, they had all the sets there. They had everything there. Like I don't. I mean, whatever. You know, it's. Oh, uh, I was going to ask you. You know, we talk about comic book stuff a lot, and we're talking about special. Did you, have you seen uh, Sweet Tooth? Hated, on Netflix. hated it. It was the worst what? show ever. No, I'm, I, I'm, I kid. No, I haven't watched it yet. It's no, no. So I've been I, again. I have been preoccupied all this week. I've been leaving work early, um, yep. which I don't even do for the ladies. But I've been leaving work early um, to come work on our office. Like again, you can't see it because you, you know. I mean, you the listener at home because you're at yep. home. Uh, unless you're Ryan Mears and you know, um, yeah. You know, we're, we're nesting right now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've been fixing it up. Like it's there's, yeah. so, there's so much more space in here, I think, just because it has higher ceilings. Um, yeah. Because I like I mentioned to you, I was basically able to fit 75 percent of everything that was in that last office on just one side of the room. <laughs> uh, like and so I've been like working on that and that was the one thing that's eluded me. I've been wanting to watch Sweet Tooth so bad. Like the one time I did have free time to basically sit down and watch TV was Loki. So that's essentially all I've watched. And I'm planning, I'm planning to just start watching it this weekend. Like I've heard nothing but great things about it. And, um, it, it, it looks genuinely interesting. You know, like it's one of those yeah. shows that kind of just creeps up. Like it, it almost reminds me of like stranger things. Like we're in, in, in it that like one weekend i had no idea this property existed next weekend it was all anyone could talk about and like i i'm just i'm excited to start watching it yeah it's so i finished it i'm not gonna spoil anything for you but um it's definitely a very very bingeable show like my wife and i watched the first two episodes and then my daughter was like, please can, can me and dad stay up and watch like three more episodes. And she's like, fine. And then like Annie would watch it during work, you know, during lulls. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, apparently it's a, it's an, a DC book, um, that I've never heard of, but boy, oh boy, is it, is it big on charm? It's a really good show. So like, if you guys are listening, please go watch it so we can spoil the shit out of it for you guys next week. But, um, really excited about season two when it comes out. Oh yeah, I'm. I mean, again, if if and there's people whose opinions I actually like, I take to heart. You know, like oftentimes people will be like, "Oh, you should really watch this. You should really watch that." And it's just like, yeah, yeah, right. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know. You also really like Tyler Perry movies, so like, how much can I, um, you know, it's like, how much can I really trust what you're saying? But no, I'm I'm definitely very much excited to to start watching this show. Um, again, just because it's like, I, I need something to watch in between Loki because, oh, two, what is, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a sociopath and I stay up till two in the morning when it comes out. So, you know, that's fine, but uh, it's just, we live in such a great time. There's such an abundance of comic book related media that like we are spoiled, you know? It's an embarrassment of riches. An embarrassment of riches. I say that as all my as all my uh, Marvel Funko Pops stare at me in the eye. Uh, but Dave, uh, you know, it's it's been, it's been a pretty long episode, uh, so we'll kind of we'll call it, uh, we'll call it a day. Um, 
two weeks from now, we will have episode 100 coming out with Ryan Barkin, which it's crazy. It's crazy to me that we've gotten to there. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Like there's questions, there's things, listen, there's gonna be some hot scoops, things that you guys have never heard about, uh, that are going to be coming out via that interview. And I'm excited, you know, maybe Ryan answers these questions. Maybe he doesn't as well. Um, if you sign up for the Patreon, any of the tiers, you will get uh, access to ask Ryan a question. You know, I'll be messaging everyone about that for when we do the Q and A with uh, the Q and Stank with Ryan. But yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun show, and we will have major announcements of things to come. Wink, wink. Uh, but Dave, um, I've I'm, I'm I'm looking at my notes, and unfortunately, I've run out of things to say. Yeah, and I I gotta run to a softball game, so I too have run out of things to say. So. No softball. What's raining out here? I hope you guys don't get caught in the rain. Uh, But for the PWT cast, you guys, Ivan Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.